Emotionally available means being open to what our body can do. Being excited about all the ways that we can move, whether it be in fitness or yoga or dance or just everyday life. We're gonna love our bodies and be really proud of ourselves every day. Sometimes it's not about having high expectations or low expectations of ourselves. It's just about having no expectations and being really thankful and excited every single day about little small things we do. I'm in the car and this is Deanna. And on my commute to work, I wanna talk about all things emotionally available, what that means to me, and how it might apply to your dance, fitness, or movement goals. I'm so excited you're with me today. We'll be right back. our first yoga class. The past few episodes have been about um, how to choose a class, maybe um, what to expect when you find out your first class is pretty crazy from my own experience that I shared. So now I want to tell you a little bit about how to prepare for your first yoga class. Just some tips to make your first experience um, really, really great. Not only maybe a few days ahead of your first yoga class, but as you're walking in. So my first tip is that I want you to go ahead and go ahead and research the kinds of yoga you might want to take. So just to give you an idea, a lot of popular classes at yoga studios will have the following names. Hatha yoga, vinyasa yoga, um, slow flow, or deep stretching, or maybe power yoga. So Hatha um, is generally yoga. in which follows the breath. Vinyasa is quite similar, but is generally geared to be a bit more strength oriented. Um, And when you get to core yoga, it's really focused on core work, obviously. Um, Core yoga um, often involves doing some sort of crunch, maybe some Pilates roll-ups, a lot of plank, things like that. When you get to any sort of um, slow flow, deep stretch, things like that, yin yoga, you're going to be doing long holds in various poses that are most likely not weight bearing. Not always, but there's going to be a focus on finding your pose or posture and then holding it. Maybe for strength, but most likely to stretch. It's important to know in yoga that we're not only stretching the body, but we're strengthening the body. And some of the best stretches actually involve some sort of strength aspect within them. For example, when you're in a lunge, like a runner's lunge, so say right foot is front, left foot is back, your left heel is up, all 10 toes face forward, hands are on the ground or on the knee. You're stretching the left hip flexor, which is the leg extended all the way back, You are strengthening your hips with stability, keeping your hips square to the front, all 10 toes facing forward, and you're really, really engaging your right quad. There's other muscles that are working, of course, but that's a good example. So your right leg is strong, your back leg is stretching. So when you're researching, I don't know about you, but when I'm starting something new, I research the bejesus out of it, like just crazy and it's always like at two o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep and I'm just like down a research wormhole whether it's watching YouTube videos or reading online mind body websites or um, 
tutorials or anything. I just go down the rabbit hole of researching new things, hearing what other people have to say about them. It's important to know that yoga is very personal to the instructor teaching it. So while these are all guidelines that you might see different kinds of yoga defined, don't write one off just because it sounds weird or scary or too easy or too hard. It really depends on the instructor. So go ahead and take a look at your first class that you're gonna take and feel free to research it. Just so you know what to expect and what the kind of standard is, but then know that your teacher's gonna do other things. So, first research. Second tip, I want you to wear comfortable clothing. I do not care that strappy, cut out bra tops are in. I need you to be comfortable in your first class. So if that means you're going to wear your gauchos from 2002 and a t-shirt from like college, whatever, it's fine. Do it. Now, if you're doing hot yoga, I really do recommend wearing fitted clothing. Um, for example, um, a fitted tank that is dry wicking and leggings. But if you're just doing a non-heated yoga, please just dress comfortably. It does not matter what everyone else is wearing or what everyone is in. You want to have your clothes ready to roll that day. So one, you're not thinking about what you're going to wear last minute and then late to class. Two, so once you get into class, you're going to be comfortable. So when you're picking out your clothes, just word from the wise, do some moves. <laughs> they don't have to be yoga moves. Just literally touch your toes, do a lunge, um, and make sure nothing falls off. I know that sounds hysterical, but like, the worst thing you can do is like get into your first downward dog and be like, oh my gosh, my tushy is now to the ceiling and everyone can see it. So don't be thinking about your pants riding down, your shirt riding up, whatever it is, be comfortable. Um, if you're wearing leggings, whether you're gonna sweat or not, do the touch your toes trick. Stand in front of a mirror, then turn around, tushy towards the mirror. Then touch your toes and look between your legs and check out your tushy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it looks great, I'm sure, but can you see your panty lines? Maybe you don't care if people can see your panty lines. More power to you. But more times than not, we get these really great leggings, and then they're probably perfect for maybe going for a jog in, um, or maybe even wearing under a tunic top to run groceries or out with friends. Yoga is a bit more bendy. Just make sure whatever you're wearing is undergarment friendly, that you're happy with it, so you don't have to catch yourself in the mirror during class and go, ah! <laughs> Everyone can see that I'm wearing my granny panties and it's fine. So just think about that. So first tip, do your research as much as you're comfortable with, but don't get stressed about it. Number two, wear comfortable clothing. Three, don't buy extra stuff. It's a waste of money. Let me tell you what extra stuff is. Um, yoga socks, yoga wheels, um, straps and blocks, mm, bolsters, um, other things that are sold to you to help you do yoga better. Now, I am not saying you should never buy these things. I think they are amazing props and aids for a really sound yoga class. I'm talking just for your first yoga class. More often than not, and maybe you should ask ahead of time, ask, are mats, straps, and blocks included in class? Most of the time, straps and blocks are. Mats, it just depends. Sometimes there's a small mat rental fee, sometimes they have free mats, sometimes they ask you to bring your own. 
I would encourage you to purchase your own mat right away. Your feet are on them, your face is gonna be on it, your hands, everything. So maybe a mat, you go ahead and make the investment. Um, if you're really, really excited about some prop and it's gonna make your um, practice more exciting for the first time, fine, get your yoga toes, socks, or whatever they are, but in general, you don't need all that extra stuff. You just wanna go in and focus on your body moving on your mat. You don't need to worry about all these other props. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm starting something new, I um, tell myself I need this whole laundry list of things achieved first, like buying a whole bunch of different stuff that I need for a new hobby, or I need all these skills before I can possibly do blank. If we always are making this laundry list of things that we need to get or do first, sometimes we never get to that first thing. We never get to our class if we say, oh, I'm not gonna go to my first yoga class until I can touch my toes. Or, oh, I can't do yoga because I don't have the right socks. <laughs> um, your feet, unless you have some sort of orthopedic issue, which if you do, that's another discussion, you, you just need to go barefoot. It's totally safe and okay, I promise. Um, if you have some sort of skin condition, that might be something to think about, some grippy socks. But, but I promise you are gonna be just fine in your bare feet and a mat and walking into class. All right, that is three tips. One, research, but don't get obsessed. <laughs> um, number two, make sure you're wearing comfortable clothes that you feel good moving in and you plan ahead. Three, don't buy extra junk. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy and seems so random. This is not a technical um, how-to or direction guide. This is literally what I find most people getting hung up on before they even walk into their own class. Listen, you are gonna move and be amazing. You need to be emotionally available to what you're doing, not consumerly available to what you're doing or obsessive available to what you're doing or panic available to what you're doing. All you're gonna do is you're gonna move and you're gonna be proud of yourself and it's gonna be amazing. So, I wish you the very best luck. That was with three tips that I find stop people from having a great class or maybe even stop people from getting into a class period. I am so excited you're thinking about yoga. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I hope you have an awesome one and good luck in your first class. Don't go on Amazon and buy everything. <laughs> Bye guys.